Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got David Carlin on the line. David, how are you? I'm great. It's early, but I've been up early and I'm ready to go. There you go. You and me both. It's an early <laughs> riser and I blame the dog, although I was an early riser before the dog, but it's all good. So why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation today. Yeah. Most people may know us now because we have to be all everywhere online. It's for our one company, Residual Payments, where we show business owners and regular people how to make residual income off of credit cards. And we can dive into that in a second. Uh, but my wife and I, we've just been entrepreneurs, business owners, own multiple different companies throughout our lives uh, forever. And we now uh, own the world's largest training uh, company that teaches people how to make residual income off of payments. We own a software company, payments companies. We kind of do it all. So we've always been behind the scenes in the credit card processing space, helping business owners online, offline, save money, get set up, all those things. And now finally, the last two years, we kind of came out of hiding and now we're online showing other people um, like your listeners how to do this as well. Well, it's important work. And I'm glad you mentioned the last two years because I would anticipate uh, that your world definitely changed like many people, of course, over mm -hmm. these last couple of years with the pandemic and everything like that. But when it comes to online payments, when so many businesses were told you can't have people come into your store, those that weren't online and generating revenue that way realized really quick that they needed to. And then they thought, okay, well, how do I take payments? And okay, well, how do I process credit cards? How do I do all of these things? So your work, thankfully, you were doing it long before that, uh, I'm sure came into uh, a lot of people's radars over the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, I don't wish it ever happened for anybody else, but I mean, we skyrocketed, right? Because everyone crushed online. We're, I don't want to say it, but we're kind of like a recession-proof business. Like people are always going to figure out, and people are always going to process transactions. Obviously, some clients you can get hit with it, but you know the strong always survive. You always pivot, right? I always tell everyone you can go cry in the corner and go, "What was me?" and go, "Damn, you know, I don't know why I'm being tested, but I'm just going to figure this out and I'm going to keep on moving forward." So that's the beautiful thing about credit card processing is you know. Other people are, like you said, maybe they're, you know, taking 10 years out of their life to learn a trade and then finally saving up every single dollar and then finally opening up their dream business. And then someone like myself gets to come along and knock on their door, which I don't do, obviously, but knock on their door and say, hey, I'm here to make a percentage off of all your hard work and all the risk you took. Like, essentially, I'm your silent partner, right? Because I'm making a percentage off of every single card sale. So the great thing on our side is, I don't wish it on anybody, obviously, but I also show business owners how to do this themselves to cut out the middle person is if for some reason during a lockdown or something or just normal business, they have to go under, they may have put their house on the line. They may lose their house. I just lost a merchant account. So that's where, you know, it's in terms of like long-term revenue, like um, I've only been in this business for about a decade. My wife, 23 years. Um, it's all she's ever done since high school is, you know, our oldest personal account is about 16 years old-ish, I guess, if you will. Every single month from one, one conversation 16 years ago, 
We get paid every single month for the last 16 years off of every credit card transaction they have. Yeah, my first career is public accounting. That adds up. Uh, I, I can yeah. say that, and, and and that's that's one client. You know, you you've got more than one, and <laughs> yeah, and so is so that 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 speaks volumes to it. So, what inspired you? And again, you know, the pandemic tends to kickstart things, or recessions kickstart things when you pivot and things like that. What made you and and Patricia want to? show other people how to do this because obviously you were doing it as a business and you're like, okay, this is great. But then, you know, what, what gave you the, the idea of like, you know what, this is, this is too good to keep to ourselves. We need to share this with others. So what was that like? I didn't plan on it. I, I enjoyed my life before. <laughs> it was a really good life. Sometimes I'm like, oh, why'd I do this? No, I love everyone we work with. Like I used to go off every single day and travel the world. Like we work from our cell phones and just crushing our own deals with our payments companies and living the life of, we were good. <laughs> we were, we're still good to this day. And then because like I asked my wife, I used to be in retail, I own a retail store and online. And I asked her, what do you do? And I got into the industry with her and obviously married her as well. Five, six years ago, because I used to like, I golfed like, I'm not lying, like probably every single day with a caddy traveling or like, that's what I did. And um, people used to like, what do you, you know, I'm 38 now. So let's say 31, 32, like, what are you doing at this club? <laughs> How the hell did you get in here? Is your dad rich? Is this, is your mom rich or whatever? And I'm like, ah, I did credit card processing. And then, well, tell me about it. So even the smartest people in the world just don't realize that there could be a middle person that can make that percentage, right? You may see PayPal online and see 2.9 and 30 cents, but the real cost may be 2%. You don't realize there's a big markup there, a margin that you can profit on. So we just started teaching people unintentionally because they were asking us. And then after teaching a lot of people, every reason from person just want to leave their job to I had a friend who just wanted uh, free jet fuel for, for his plane because he knew people. It was all different reasons. Um, it got to a point where I was like, this is messing up my golf game. <laughs> like, this is like taking away because people are texting me all day, asking questions about this business. And I was like, holy crap, these people have been able to completely transform their lives, be able to leave their jobs and and make a, a make more money than ever made. I never thought people who never been in this industry could do it. So that's where residual payments was born. Um, and now, you know, we have thousands of people that we're fortunate enough to work with. Um, and it's really great. And it's changing people's lives every single day. But now I like don't golf and I'm like a professional Zoom person. But, you know, I think whatever, for whatever reason, it's a different course of our lives right now that we're helping people and maybe this is what we're supposed to do. And then we'll get back to golf shortly. So I love it. It's just, it's a lot, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I can imagine and And the golf game will still be there. And I can imagine as you said before you decided, okay, we're going to segue off into this thing and, and, and launch this additional wing of our, our enterprise basically of teaching people is you know, you're, you're getting that, you know, 16th hole and that's always the hole that gets you. And you're like, okay, I feel really good. And, you, and you're crushing it and you're getting a swing. And then all of a sudden, and you're like, yeah, it's yeah. I can imagine you getting frustrated from the texts and the calls on the course. You know, it's like, Oh, come on. You know, you know, not only did you drive the ball in into the, drink you're probably taking your phone and getting ready to throw that in the drink too nah, so. i'm way back on there nothing really <laughs> there you go i know yeah that's yeah yeah that's that's good that's that is a very good character trait to have if you play that game because it 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 makes meanies out of the best of us that's for well, sure so. it's the same thing in business i tell everybody is when something 
like, you know, running thousands of people and having all these different companies, the software companies, the payments companies, the training companies, all these different companies we have, the stuff's going to happen daily, no matter what, even if it's the smallest thing, it's like high school, right? And it's like, you're the um, principal and then they're saying this, they're saying this, whether it's the customer and an employee or what have you. And it's just like golf where I know I'm like, oh my God, I'm running around crazy. Okay, let me collect the facts. Let me just keep cool and let me just see how we can easily solve this situation. So for example, you hit it in the rough or whatever in somewhere, instead of freaking out going, okay, uh, something bad happened. How can I keep calm and how can I figure out how can I easily mend and fix this situation? It's literally, you know, and I, I hate to say because it it's so cliche, but it's very true that you see someone on a golf course and they can't keep their cool over a little white ball. What are they going to do when it's actual money? And that's, yeah, that's one of those things. Observing people and seeing how they react under really stressful situations can give you an indication of what it would be like to deal with them as a business partner or as a client or as a customer or as, you know, maybe you're going to be doing business with them and they're going to be, you know, that way all the time. You're like, mm, I don't want to do that. But yeah. ultimately, it's the, that lesson is perfect. It's like, okay. What is the situation? Let's get all the facts because emotions come up and you just, okay, let's, let's put the emotions over here. We're not disregarding them. We're just going to put them off to the side. Let's look at the actual facts of what's going on. Okay. From that, what can we do? Yeah. And, and then you solve it and then they go, okay, great. And then when you get really good at that, then they keep coming to you for more and more because they look at you as a problem solver, which is what you are. But in many cases, it's just, let's just look at the situation. You know, because we can get upset because the dog chewed up your shoe or the dog did something in the living room carpet, whatever the case may be. It's like, all right, well, what do I need to do with that? Clean it, get a carpet cleaner, fix it, done. You know, it's it, we, our emotions, and especially during challenging times, our emotions sometimes get the best of us. So just taking that step back as an entrepreneur, as a parent, as whatever, and realizing, okay, this is not the end of the world. I can solve this issue. I've got the skills, the gifts, the finances, whatever to deal with this situation. And if I don't have the finances to deal with it, okay, what can I do as a workaround it so it doesn't impact my ability to do other things in life? And just approach life that way as a business owner allows you to do what you're doing. And it's running, you know, running one business is time consuming. Running multiple, that takes patience, effort, teams, everything. And I commend you for being able to do that. Thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I was on an interview the other day and I just said, they're like, what is the one fact I never really thought about? I'm like mental toughness, you know, it's just mental to how, you know, how can you keep on going? Cause it's a roll. It's a roller coaster ride probably with five or seven, maybe 20 ups and downs daily, like all day long from I'm, I'm the best of the world to, what am I doing with my life? Why am I doing it? Like, like, you know, like literally like, like, you know, and how can you instantly go, what are you doing back to work? Right. And not go into that hole, not how can you take, that's the one thing is I can compartmentalize. I don't know if that's the right term, but with all these different companies that are all successful with so many people um, and so many moving parts and all ba based and built on code and tech that we've built is it's always algorithms and, and code of, okay, if we change this here, how is this going to go to here? What's this going to go to here? And as since we are constantly growing every day, it's all automating, automating, automating. It's just, 
it's a gift and a curse because it does give you a luxury where everyone who works with us or works for us or what have you, everyone's remote around the world, which is really nice. Um, you know, but it's, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot. And another thing that you guys can see, a uh, little golf course tip, if you're ever or out, you know, if you're out on a golf course and outside of mental toughness or anything, and you see, you know, someone who maybe, let's say if it's a guy and he's married and you see him trying to pick up another girl or something right blatantly in front of you or what have you, if he's willing to cheat on uh, the, the girl or the guy, whoever they're married, they're going to cheat on you, right? So there's little things that you need, guys need to pick up too, if you are in the, that side of the golf course and little things that you can see that is true on people's character. But, you know, when I, when I bring new people into our team, uh, nobody has any hours. No one has any hours. Everyone just works seven days a week. Um, and we just know that everyone's working because there's too much work. And I always ask people, I say, I don't really care if you have uh, a degree in this or, or you're skilled in this. I want you to tell me what you enjoy doing. Because I don't care that you're, you know something, you're an expert, but if you don't like it, you're not going to stick with us. So I ask for you of what do you enjoy doing so we can make sure we fit you in this. And then three, six months from now, if you don't enjoy that task or you want more, let us know. We'll move you to something else. You just have to give us time to replace that person in that spot. So I think that's another thing is like when people are building their companies or whatever you're doing, make sure you never lose enjoying the process. Now you're going to lose some of it when you're building it because when a company scales, whatever art or whatever love of that business of why you built it, you're going to lose that in the beginning. But how quickly can you plug the holes to have other people do the ancillary things that maybe you shouldn't be doing so you can go back to the art of what you love for creating that business? Because if you love creating t-shirts and then you get you actually become successful, you get so many support tickets and so much stuff, you're like, I'm not even making shirts anymore. I'm literally just answering emails all day. What am I doing with my life? You have to figure out of how you can manage that company so you can never lose the love of why you actually started that business. And that's a crucial thing is a lot of times people, it doesn't matter if they're a business owner or even a registered nurse working in the hospital. When things are challenging, they're going through a rough time. They often forget why they went into that line of work. And I love the fact that you create an environment where it's like, okay, yeah, okay. You've got a master's degree in this, or you've got 15 years in this industry or this particular task, but you despise it and you don't want to do that. What do you like? Okay, here, well, here's a job that you can do. And I love the the frequent check-ins. That's good because as you know, things change. You know, you, your passions shift from time to time and your interests change. And the fact that you know, because you know it's a benefit of you know all the businesses that you have is you probably have a lot of different roles that need doing and aligning those roles with people that really enjoy doing those things right now, all that does is just creates this environment for everyone is thriving. Your business is thriving. And it's to the point where it's like, okay, we have to manage growth, not manage how we're going to navigate through this recession or everything else. Just managing, you know, it's like this thing could get too big for us. So what do we do on that? Yeah. And you want to, you know, you don't want to hire and fire or hire and they quit. You want to build long standing relationships, no differently than we do for all the clients that we get on the merchant service side for credit card processing. Like it's just essentially when you break it down to a simplest form, if it's you versus a customer, it's just, okay, how can we both agree on something and you can be happy with whatever product or service and then money can flow my way. Okay. Now hiring an employee, how can we just get together and find a common ground where we both see each other. We both respect each other. You're telling me what you want. 
I'm telling you what I expect of you. You're actually answering. Do you like what I'm asking you to do? Like most people don't even ask that. Like, oh yeah, you got great qualifications here. Yeah, you you got the job. Like, no, do you actually love this? Like, is this what you really want? What's your goals? Have you bounced around a million times as well? It's little things you can look for that you want to hire someone and have them like no one's ever quit on us. Knock on marble, but you know, like you want to hire people that just for the life, and they can always see that there's just more. And that's the one thing that we because we're always scaling our companies and that's where you have to be as a leader, you know, with my wife is constantly innovating and scaling companies so that they can see like, man, I could just, I'm on essentially like a startup essentially in, the, in these different ones. Cause it's, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And I can see potential because people don't want to plateau. And now, especially with to original point in the beginning with like the lockdown and everything, you're seeing more and more people every single day being like, you know what? Life is short. I'm going to give my dream a shot. I'm going to, I want to be, I don't want to work for anybody anymore. And if I am going to work for someone, it's going to be remote. It's not going to be me going on a train every single day. So I think the mindset has really shifted, even though we've always had that mindset because we've always worked from home. And so is everybody else. So when it was a lockdown, I was like, Hey, <laughs> what's the difference? You know, I've already locked out. Uh, but the mindset has definitely changed in terms of entrepreneurs or employees, um, et cetera, for the, for the new world. And one of the things we've seen over the last at least year and a half or approaching two years, there's at least 4 million Americans every month that are quitting their jobs because they're like, let's go for it. Let's try it. And as, con- as consumers, we're going to benefit from that. And the reason why is there's a creative idea of something that we have not thought of that is going to change our lives, our world, whatever the case may be, whether it's a product or a service that has been bouncing around in somebody's head and they have not let it out into the wild because they've been going in, getting on that train, doing that long commute, drinking the lousy office coffee and the, you know, the constant meetings and all the other things that so many people despise and realize, you know what, this remote work is actually pretty cool because I get to be creative. I get to really do the things that I enjoy doing. And all of a sudden, they create something that changes us. You know, you've done that with all of the businesses that you've launched. That would not have happened if you were stuck in a cubicle somewhere. And again, I'm not trying to diminish people that are working in those types of environments. There are people that thrive in those worlds and they do great things. And it's right now, as I talk with organizations and they're asking about the great resignation and all these other things, it's like right now, it's just everyone is trying to figure out who their dance partner is and what makes sense for them and just be flexible, allow organizations and people to find the work and the roles that they enjoy doing, create that environment for them and let them do their work. And that's going to benefit us all. Yeah. And giving up the range. And that's kind of what we did with residual payments is having all these people that, you know, come in, we help them create their payments companies, show them how to make residual income off of cards, whether they're an existing business owner or not. And, you know, that's where you know, you have to also know what you're good at. And that's, what's been funny is I've learned so much about myself from helping all these people, because I used to be like, I don't know, you lazy, get off your ass and get to work like that. I'm a different, like I have a weird mind, which could be good or bad, but I always believe in using your, whatever you think is bad about yourself, insecurities or what have you, I, I try to use them to your advantage instead of crying in the corner. But you know, I'm really good at automating. I'm really good at building companies. I'm really good at scaling companies. I'm really good at, um, just thinking outside the box. I don't ever copy someone's and try to make it. I always create new innovative things with my wife. I'm really good at sales. 
horrible with profit. If you told me the books, I'd be like, I don't know the bank accounts are going up. I have no idea what our expenses are. Couldn't tell you. And I could never, and I'll never be good at that. Right. So being able to be able to let go of the reins and put and trust people in certain positions. And then sometimes to be honest with yourself, just be like, listen, I am just the, the think tank. I am really good, but I'm just, that's horrible. I got to fill that position. Right. And sometimes true to people try to be everything. And it's funny after teaching thousands of people how to create their own companies, it really just comes down to accountability and just making sure that you're constantly moving um, in an upwards, the right direction, not getting sidetracked, like worrying about, you know, I hear it all the time, like, hey, Dave, you see what Square did? You see what Stripe? I don't own those companies. I don't care. If you have enough time to worry about someone else's company, you're not focusing enough on your own. And so many times people are building their companies online. And now because of social media and everything, they, they, they portray, they see other people that they portray or think as doing better than them, but they're just better at social media than them. And then they're constantly, they never stick with one idea or one process because every single week or two weeks, if one thing doesn't work, completely change, completely change instead of sticking with something because they're constantly, you see it. We're, 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 we're animals for the TikTok algorithm. Every single week, it's a new thing that you could do to possibly go viral. And if it doesn't work for a week, they just constantly change, constantly change. Most people, their problem is they don't stick something out to see if it's actually going to work. And they never really truly see the results. And that's what's funny is, you know, now we're training so many people and business owners on how to put money back in their businesses, how to create an automated payments agency to make residual income off of your clients or how to create a standalone payments company. It's really opened my eyes for how most people think. And the great news is, it can be changed. If you failed in other businesses, doesn't mean you have to fail this one, right? If you don't know what direction to go in, we'll help you. If you're a business owner where you're too busy and you're like, I know I can make money off a credit card, just can't do it. We'll come and do it for you. Um, but that's what's really great is making residual income off of credit cards, which has allowed us and allowing other people is it's a constant stream of residual income. So as an entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it, I hate the word, you know, we, we, we dabble in real estate. We own, uh, we're investors in a bunch of nightclubs and restaurants, other companies. If God forbid those deals don't go through or don't work out, it doesn't matter because I still have a stream of revenue coming in, right? That's where it's the, in my eyes, making residual income off of credit cards is probably the truest form of the longest term residual income uh, that you can make that's out there. Yeah, it's definitely important for people to take a look at that. So David, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you're doing? So uh, you can go to Instagram at Meet the Carlins, M-E-E-T-T-H-E-C-A-R-L-I-N-S at Meet the Carlins on Instagram, uh, residualpayments.com. Also, the link to join is in our, on our Meet the Carlins Instagram. Uh, if you want to make residual income off of credit cards, if you want to be able to change your life, or if you're a business owner, um, there's a person who set up your credit card processing. There's a company who set up your credit card processing. You can cut out that middle person, put that cash back into your business. So if you want to learn how and literally in a second, how to make residual income off of credit cards for your business. Or if you want to create a payments company, we'll show you every step of the way. Go to residualpayments.com. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So David, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Continued success to you and your family. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.